start with John 1, 1 through 14. And it's one of my favorite pieces of scripture. It talks about our Lord Jesus. And believe it or not, the word that we use for Jesus in this is logos. Now, it's not written in any of the English translations as logos, but logos means word in Greek. And so every time I read word, it's not talking about the Bible. You see, the word of God is actually Jesus. Ah. Now, when you think of it that way, that might change your perspective just a little wee bit. So here are these words from John 1, starting with verse 1 going through 14. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all the people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world he was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who was born not of blood or the will of the flesh, but or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we are so grateful for the word becoming flesh. And we are grateful that we are here today worshiping the word. Speak through to us today in spite of my own voice, in spite of my own understanding, as limited as it might be. Speak to our hearts, Lord so that the light shines through us and into your world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it's kind of funny that we talk a lot about light in this past week. Light was pretty significant back then. I think almost we take for granted now that all we have to do is flip a switch and the lights come on, right? But light is something that was very precious back then. 
If you've ever been without power and you've had to try to do anything by candlelight, you know that candlelight does not give off a significant glow. But the glow is better than no light at all. And if you've ever had to use maybe kerosene lights or gas lights, you know that, oh, they can be turned up quite a bit. They give off a significant amount of light, but not like the lights that we have shining here this morning. Now imagine the stars. And perhaps maybe that's why they were, people were so fascinated with stars, is because stars were always there. And they never changed other than going from east to west. You knew where the North Star was, or if you were in the south, you knew where the Southern Cross was, and you could follow them. That's how they were able to tell directions. But for the Magi, we know that that star that appeared led them the whole way from the Far East, as it says in the scripture, and it leads them to the baby. So in Matthew 2, we have this telling. Matthew 2, starting with verse 1, says, In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who is born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and having, have come to pay homage to him. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all of the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, so, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is the shepherd, my people, Israel. When Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from, from them in the exact time when the star had appeared, then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. And when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of him, them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star that had stopped, they, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and knelt down and paid homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warmed in a dream not to, to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. And after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up and take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child and destroy him. And then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt. So, we hear these, both of these told around Christmas time. Why? 
because it's important to realize a couple of things. First of all, if we look at John 1, we realize by reading John 1 that the Word was with God and the Word was God, hence consubstantiation. I know. There's a, I saw the eye roll. I saw it from a couple people. Consubstantiation just means that they're one in the same. Okay? One God, three natures, or three beings. Got that. Okay. So, when we know that God, that we know that the Jesus was there when everything was created because Jesus was God. And we know that we, he is one and the same. But the only way to save the human beings was for God himself to come to earth. Well, there's nothing I can do to save you. And there's nothing you can do to save me. Because sin is sin. And sin is always against God. No matter if we do something to each other or not. First it's a, an offense against God. Then it's an offense against each other. And, and the thing is, throughout history, we know that there were people that were bent on sinning. Even Adam and Eve from the beginning were sinful in nature. I'm sinful in nature. You're sinful in nature. But we also know that there were also villains and tyrants throughout history. But there were also people that were willing to look for God, look and see where God was, and to place themselves near God. Now, these wise people that came in this caravan, now think about it. Would there just be three people traipsing across the desert from Iran to, to Israel, to, to Bethlehem? Probably not. They would have taken a whole bunch of people. And they said that it opens their chest. That doesn't mean that they had these little itty-bitty, teeny-weeny little gifts of gold and myrrh and frankincense. They would have had to have ways of getting them there. And in Matthew 2, it doesn't tell us how many magi there were. We always assume that there were three because, well, there was a poem that had three in it. So there was probably an entire caravan of magi. Oh, how about that? And so when we call them, in English, we usually call them magi. But if you notice, if you were saying it correctly, there's only one vowel between the two, or there's only one consonant between the two vowels, so that would make the A long. Yeah, I know. See, all these little trivia things that you didn't know before. My daughter says I'm full of trivia. Not necessarily all useful. That's true. Well, think about that, though. They followed a light that came into the world. A followed a light that came into the world that they were willing to travel all the way from Persia, which is now Iran, all the way to Bethlehem to honor this baby. They followed it. They followed it because of the scriptures. Were they necessarily Christian or Jewish folks? Probably not. But yet they still came to pay homage. Now, the importance of these two stories, if you were here on Christmas Eve evening, the first of the people that came to see Jesus were the lowliest of the low. 
and these were considered some of the highest of the high. And that means that Jesus was for everybody, the lowliest of the low and the highest of the high, and everybody in between. Now, that makes me feel good because somewhere in there I fit in that, right? And, and probably should make you feel good too because somewhere in there you fit in that. And the light still shines today. When we get into the darkest spaces and the darkest places, the light is still shining. And I know that God is with us. Now, when you look at the name of Bethlehem, Bethlehem means bread or a bread store. And where was Jesus born? In Bethlehem. Oh, the bread of life came from Bethlehem. That's a pretty good thing too, right? You see, there's something that we need to have to survive. Besides having the breath of life breathed into us through from God, we need to have the light shining in us as well. And that light, as you know, it creates growth. Growth in our hearts, growth in our minds. Just like the light outside, even though it's short on light at this time of year, nothing is really growing. But once the springtime comes and the light shines more and more, there's growth. And just as that light that shines in the darkness grows in our hearts, we too grow. We grow in ways that are good and holy. Not saying that human beings ever lose their bent to sin and darkness. But we do know, because of John 1, that the darkness overcame the, is overcome by the light. So today I pray that the light that shone brightly 2,000 years ago and the light that shines brightly for all of us today, I pray that that word of God sits deeply in our heart, that that grace of Jesus Christ falls deeply in our hearts. Because when it changes our hearts, it changes our dispositions and it makes us more loving. Too bad Herod didn't have a happy ending in the end. Unfortunately, he sent people to kill children from two years of age and under. In the 12 days of Christmas, it's 12 feast days, believe it or not. We just don't celebrate all the feasts. Could you imagine what we'd look like if we had a feast day for 12 days? Oh, boy. But one of them is the feast day of the Holy Innocents, where they remember the children that were killed because they lived in the same place that Jesus was born. Today, we have people that are killed today in the name of Jesus. Today, that there is still war that goes on in the Middle East, and especially in Palestine, which, by the way, is where Bethlehem is, and in Israel. There, did you know that this week that there were no services in the Church of the Nativity in, in Bethlehem? 
because it was too dangerous because they're only 50 miles from the Gaza Strip? Did you know that when you go from Israel into Bethlehem, I remember going through at least four checkpoints in 2017. It'll be one in one week. It'll be seven years since I have had gone to Israel. We went through four checkpoints where of people wanting to know why we were going through, and it was for pilgrimage to come to the place where Jesus had been born. And when we got to Bethlehem, it was very different than it was in, say, Judea or any of the other places that were in Israel itself. It was dingy, and it was dusty, and it was dirty. The people there still had a sense of joy because it was Christmas. They still had in their hearts a sense of joy. The difference was in between the people that were supposed to be guarding those who were there and making sure everybody was safe. The Israeli people, the Israeli soldiers had guns, and the Palestinian soldiers had no guns because Palestinians are not allowed to have guns. It's a sense of merrymaking. It's a sense of joy when you're there. And that sense of merrymaking and joy is for everybody, and it's kind of like it's Mardi Gras here, where it's the last, Mardi Gras is the last day of the Epiphany season before Lent starts. You'd think that that's why people are celebrating, but there are people in New Orleans are celebrating because it's a big party. Well, a lot of people that are in Bethlehem are celebrating because it's a big party. In fact, the Palestinian president even went to Mass that night for the Orthodox Christmas Eve. And if you think about that, you said he was there? Well, he was Muslim. They don't celebrate Christmas. You see, he was there to be seen. We are called to be more than just be seen people. We're called to bring the light of Christ into the world. We're the torch carriers today. So carry the torch, the light of Christ with you wherever you go. Not in just in 2023, you've got a few hours left of that, but throughout all of 2024 as well. May that light go with you wherever you go. Let us pray. Holy God, I thank you today that the word became flesh and lived amongst us. And even though his own people hated him. There were many who did love him and so many more today who love him. And yet there's still evil in this world. But as Christians, we're called to carry the light, the light in our heart and the light into the world. Go with us today, Lord. And may the next year be ever so bright.
We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.